don't want to go. The most tasteless Dr. Ha joke we could possibly make. <laughs> oh, I'm weak. Oh, I, I don't want, want to, to go. Die. Don't make me be Matt Smith. What a fucking loser. God damn it, I hate the Tenth Doctor. Good riddance. Huh, I didn't know you felt that way. Hoovians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Um. I, <laughs> huh? Uh, huh? He didn't get well, shot a hundred times with a cool gun? Well. I'm Jordan, and I'm, 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 I don't know. I got nothing today. I'm in the box. Let me out! I'm Sam. I, I'm the visionary, as usual. I'm knocking four times, but I won't knock on my desk four times, because that would be bad audio. This week we're t- this week we're talking about the feature length, nearly feature length, folks. It's time for another special finale. Yeah, we made it to five million dollars on Patreon, so we're watching another Doctor Who movie. We sat down and we turned on the movie. This is um, this is episode five of the series four postseason. So it's kind of the playoffs for all those mm-hmm. football heads out there. Um, <laughs> it's called Hungry Hungry Hamburger Part Two. Mm-hmm. Written by Rusty Davies mm-hmm. and directed by Euros Lynn. Mm-hmm. And it's called The End of Time Part 2. It's called Hungy, Super Hungy, Special Hamburger Boy, Munch it's Munch Munch. An even hungier Hambogo. Didn't know they could get that hungo. <laughs> Six billion hungy hamburger hamburglers looking for a treat. And the line at the McDonald's is around the block. Imagining a world where all chefs also get hungry themselves. In a world where all of the masters go to McDonald's to get their hamburgers, but the people at McDonald's are also the master, and they're also hungry for the hamburgers, how are we going to fix this? It's a real catch-22. Well, um, they'll start eating Donna, apparently, was the plan. <laughs> they really were. It I didn't for- happen. <laughs> I forgot that the master, I was so distracted by what was beautiful in front of me, hunky hunky hamburger boy, that I forgot about what was ugly in front of me cannibal master eating people eating previously on doctor who the very hungry hamburger turns barack obama into a white man and timmy daltz is the king of time timmy daltz didn't teach us about the true meaning of christmas this week and i was a little i think they forgot that this was a holiday special i just remember i remember that at the start of the last episode it was like earth the big apple Six mm-hmm. billion people, all celebrating one All beauty, brilliant. All brilliantly celebrating the most beautiful holiday of the year. Christmas mm-hmm. of Jesus. And then uh, he came out and he was just like, fuck Christmas. I'm going to kill you! He said, there's a war on Christmas and brother, I'm fighting it. <laughs> I'm fighting all of the fighting the other side. Okay, so, so <laughs> let's... Let's get into this, Jordan. You you have a lot of nostalgia for this episode, I imagine. I have some nostalgia for the episode. I largely forgot about it. I remember uh, my experience watching this as a child um, was this episode's silly, this episode's uh-huh. stupid, and uh-huh. then it ends with the regenerating, and I was sad when he did when we lost David Tennant. Tennant. Uh-huh. And they did kill him in real they life. Did they did kill him in real life. life and, and then... <laughs> Uh, but I was watching this and I was, I was like, oh, there's a lot of actually kind of good scenes where the characters are talking to each other, where Wilfred is talking to the doctor that I really liked. Uh-huh. Um, there's some good stuff with the master even too. And then there's also a lot of stuff that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. And maybe, maybe you, maybe you sort of as the brains of this operation, um, can explain to me how it worked. Well, cause I don't think Rusty did a good job. There. Well, here's the thing. 
I spend every day of my life uh, trying to process and understand Kingdom Hearts. And maybe that process has made me too smart. Mm. You go on so, the com- you go on the computer is something I know. I go on the computer most days, and I usually will watch a video or two. Uh huh. And in the process, my mind expands. I and it's possible that my mind has expanded too so much. much that I can't think on Rusty's level anymore. I just don't really get how they got. Gallifrey there I don't I don't I don't get (laughs) well yeah I mean I I posted on discord that I was really hoping that you would be able to explain some of this stuff to me well I also don't it sounds like like that is not the case the problem is is that the story is being told non-linearly across like the gulf of space and time and I I don't know I I think that's true and also untrue I think it's being told too linearly it's being told linearly in a way that doesn't make any sense for what is happening also was that supposed to be the doctor's mom i was really trying to figure out well it can't be the doctor's mom because the doctor's mom is a human we learned that last oh week. yeah his mother is is his human but but let's let's retcon that for a second as i'm sure every <laughs> doctor who writer for the rest of time um until lady me stands at the embers of our universe We'll be we trying go to, to Gallifrey do. City. Tilly, Timmy Daltz, the president of space. <laughs> I love that he's. I love um, Rassilon. Uh, do they name him Rassilon on this, or do I just? They know didn't this? say his name at any point. They I him, know that this is Rassilon they from him Hellbent, the president, but he's played by Timothy Dalton. Also, me, uh, he's President Daltz. He's President Daltz. Um, not my pre- hashtag. Not my president. The only president I care about is is is. Silly McCoy, Seventh Doctor. He was the actually. I don't know if he ever. He was the president elect. He was space. the president elect. So presumably, at some point, he got inaugurated. To be that the was president. in remembrance of the Daleks, wasn't it? Yes. That they said that he was the president elect. So probably he went home. He something. went to get his his uh, inauguration. I don't know Taylor Swift or someone saying, "I'm proud to be a Gallifreyan." Um, nice. It was very beautiful. Um, and and uh, he was sworn in, and he had a great. He had a great run. And then this this old fucking conservative guy, this Timmy Daltz fellow, this hawkish man with a gauntlet that kills you and he touches you. That was probably <laughs> how he was won the in Hellbent, by the way. Yeah, I was I was delighted to see that the Hellbent Zappy Gauntlet, his power, power fit, glove his power glove returns. Was was an original, at least from the Rusty era. This might be like Everybody knows Rassilon from the comic book where he vaporizes people for fun. <laughs> okay, so uh, we get a lot of Gallifreyan talking about Gallifreyan things. There's like a lady who's like their prophecy lady. I kind of like the, the visionary the, with weird face tattoos. The Time Lords have apparently always been like weird prophecy gremlins. Maybe she's <laughs> hooked so. up. She's hooked up to the Matrix, possibly. Um, she mentions the moment, which we also saw in, in the, uh, the day the doctor was the box that had Rose in it for some reason. Yeah, the moment. Mm-hmm. And they said that he has the moment. I was really surprised to hear that brought up. Can I give a very hyper-specific problem that I have, which is, um, as a big fan of the TV show Taskmaster, whenever I hear the word moment, I think about when Ashling B decided to try to obtain moment chocolate candies which had apparently been discontinued for like 20 years that so is just, a very specific problem it Even is a I very that specific taskmaster reference that i'm just like oh it's a little discontinued chocolate square um yeah that's why it was so unusual only a time traveler could have the moment visionary <laughs> the visionary starts saying you know all the classic lines uh the about 
when the two stand to fight and their silence will fall. When, when the, the turkey quest- is done. When the question is asked, silence will fall on the day of the doctor and Lady Me will be there and the, the, and two, and the Clara, have you ever noticed that Clara and the doctor have a really like, uh, toxic relationship? Wait, okay, now hold on. You say that. There was a part in here somewhere. <laughs> yes, where, uh, Oh, well, first we should mention that one of the time ladies in this, in this room sitting at this table. This is probably, is like, this is probably Romana. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, you know, if Gallifrey falls and the time war ends, it, maybe it's for the best because people are, it's so bad and people, and then the president just blasts Not my president. Dust. This is not how we do it in my, in my Gallifrey. Where are my norms? My, I am posting a tweet about this right now. <laughs> uh, so then this other guy who is never given a name, uh, but he, he's, he's like the assistant or something. I don't know. He's in the episode throughout, but he's like, uh, anyway, so the prophecy says that there will be two children of Gallifrey who survive the final day. And President Daltz is like, does it say who they are? Uh, which, now this is interesting because we know that it's the Doctor and Clara. Th- theta Sigma. <laughs> uh, the guy's like, uh, it seems like it's probably the Master and the Doctor. And Daltz is like, oh, that sucks. And they say, but there's one word that keeps being repeated. Earth. The Big Apple. <laughs> The Big Apple. And they put up a projection of Earth that will come up later for a very interesting reason. <laughs> um, we are back at the Naismith Manor. Um, as you have recalled, the state of, it, of things is that all the people, including all, everyone on Earth, but especially Barack Obama, has been turned into the master. But the except real, for, I think it's for literally everyone except for Donna, Donna and Wilfred. Why is Wilfred not the master he was Was he like in a box was he in a box was he too close he ooh, he might actually have been in the radiation proof box at the time the zero escape box yeah uh, box wilfred if anyone doesn't remember is how could um, you first of all shame on you if you don't remember shame on you uh but also wilfred is the best and he continues to be the best in this episode he's my favorite he's donna's grandpa he's got his gun i fucking love this old man so much um the master has taped over the mouth uh the mouth of the doctor because as we know words are his weapons (laughs) that's the first thing you notice about the doctor there was okay okay there's a there is a actually really good scene in this episode about about a gun and the doctor doesn't use a gun and i'm like well the first thing you know about the doctor of war it's his, it's his, 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 uh, his army issue revolver. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the master taped over his mouth in case he's been learning battle techniques from the singing man. From the singing man. Um, okay, so <laughs> there's, there's like a screen in Naismith Manor. If you don't remember what Naismith Manor is, it doesn't matter. It's just where things are happening. I really like, yeah, the, the, like, Naismith plot is dropped until the very end of the episode when it's just, when like, When they reappear and they're like, ah, we're scared of what's happening. And then at the very end, Wilfred said, good news, doctor, they went to jail. They even went to the, jail. They will the never daughter. be mentioned again. It doesn't they, matter anymore. I don't know. I mean, lock up billionaires for sure, but they said they arrested her, the daughter, and I just don't know what she did. I think that she was doing as much of this as her dad was. But what were they doing? Weren't they, like, abducting people? I thought they were, like, making a machine that makes you live forever. I don't remember I don't, people I, being Whatever. <laughs> I don't remember they anymore, to be perfectly honest. They a woman's burns off screen. Okay, so there is a screen that is, like... 
patching through to like all the world's militaries which of course are now led by different versions of the master a lot of this episode uniforms. is just them putting who's the guy who plays the master john sim yeah john john sims? John, john, sim, sim. John, john sims in various like uh command and conquer or red alert costumes that he calls <laughs> in on the tv and he's like i'm going to space you uh, should have said that um, <laughs> That's so what main he master, said at the very end when he escapes. main master says that he uh, he's going to turn the whole planet into a warship, which I was a, a little bit sad never came up again. <laughs> he's got big ideas, and I respect it. This is the thing: is that like he had such humble origins of like rigging dynamites to train tracks and trying to destroy the Magna Carta, and now he's gonna like steer the Earth on a big ship to kill everybody in the universe or whatever. I will um, say, we've seen the Master a few times in our classic episodes on Patreon.com slash Potting Bros, and I think the episode where he was going to erase the Magna Carta from existence is the only time we've actually found out what he was doing. <laughs> That's true. I do think usually in, uh... he's revealed in, like, part two when he pulls off a mask, and then we don't actually find out what his plan is. I will is. say in the episode The Mind of Evil, it did seem like he was trying to steal a warhead, like a nuclear bomb. So True. Which, Look. honestly... If you think about it, isn't getting rid of the Magna Carta, the foundational text of our freedoms, Of if you think about it, um, isn't that way worse than detonating a nuclear bomb killing millions I of people? I believe the Magna Carta was the first uh, document. I believe it was the first thing that ever said that I get to, as, a, as an American citizen, say what I want, when I want. <laughs> it was the lyric sheet of Proud to be an American, <laughs> as I recall. Okay, so this episode is going to be five hours long. Donna, Donna, calls Wilfred, okay. Donna calls Wilfred, and she says... What's going on? My my husband and mom, have, my fiance and mom have turned into John Sim Sims, and my head hurts because I'm remembering a big B. And the master who was very surprised that Wilfred's phone rang because he thought that he was the only person on the planet besides the two of them. Uh, he's like, why why didn't she change? What's going on? And Wilfred says the doctor did something to her called the Meta Crisis. So more on that in a future episode. If we oh yeah, we'll never. You, you think we're we gonna? Won't. You think we're gonna see a Donna episode? Never. No. Uh, so there's also a line in here somewhere where the master like calls Wilfred the doctor's stupid old dad or something, and Wilfred's like, "I'd be proud to be his dad." So more on that later. He also finds um, the gun and he throws it on the ground. And he says, "What? This won't do anything later." This is the part where. Wilfred is like, Donna, you gotta run for your life, as they start, like, tracing the call. And she walks outside and is surrounded by masters, and they are all, like, hunky, hunky, mm, hunky, yummy, hunky. yummy, 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 <laughs> gonna eat this lady. And then they all start menacingly approaching her to eat her. But it's okay, because her brain, the doctor did put a bomb in her brain, our favorite narrative device, and it mm-hmm. goes off a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe that the the constantly joked about bomb in Amanda's brain from Kyle XY <laughs> turned out to be a plot point on this. It's a it's a plot point on Doctor Who, and it like makes a concussive burst somehow, and it knocks all the masters over. I wasn't sure. This felt like it might be a different thing, but it was unclear if this was the same thing that is supposed to stop. Donna from remembering. I'm assuming I'm assuming it's like all of the stuff in her brain that she's not supposed to know about is like contained f- actual physical energy that escapes and it's like Phew. whatever the whatever the mechanics her starting to remember the doctor sends out an EMP blast that knocks down all the masters around her. I really love that one of the things that she sees as a big wasp 
And she's, she mentions the big, she's like, I'm seeing things, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, we saw the big wasp in part one. Yeah, and, and they really want you to know about the big wasp. And Yeah, it's it's like the big events of <laughs> series four. Uh, Davros and a big wasp. I, there is literally one episode, There there's a two-part episode in this uh, series that's like, it's the episode right now that I most want to watch. Um, and I was very glad that it wasn't in that uh, that montage. I'm looking at the series four episode titles to see if any of them are the Wasp. It's called Big the Big the Unicorn and the Wasp. Oh shit! <laughs> well, I think that's probably it. Um, so uh, he wants to know what's up, and uh, and he. Uh, I thought there was a there was a thing here that made me even more excited to see Donna than when I he calls was. her his best friend. Yeah, he's like, you thought I would leave my best friend with no defense mechanism. I love that the Doctor calls Donna his best friend. I want to meet Donna. I want to meet. I I, I was yeah. I uh, I did watch the first. I think I talked about this. I watched the first of the the specials, and then I heard there were spoilers. River Song. So I didn't watch the, the first other ones, of the like the, the, new, the ones. new the new specials. And I was just so fucking delighted to see uh, the tenth Doctor and Donna again. I love them. They're so good. Uh, we'll never I see them say, on the podcast. Every episode, or every second of this episode that ticked forward, I was like, this is less and less time for Donna to fall into a wood chipper, and I'm starting to think that the dream is dead. <laughs> Why do you want Donna to die? I don't. I don't want her to. I just think she. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so the there doctor, was a there was a companion who I was certain died who was in this episode alive and kicking. Yeah, I'm starting to get really confused I about a particular the, scene in Let's Kill Hitler. I thought but, all okay. of the companions were dead, but apparently they're just like retired. We need to keep okay, moving. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the doctor starts doing a thing that he does a couple times in this episode that always felt like it came out of absolutely nowhere where he's like he's nice to the you master. Know, master you're epic it's such a shame you have a you could you could have been beautiful apparently they and you used still to be, can see i like this because first of all this is his only his only alien brother and left in the whole world also we know that they used to be friends when they were younger um, that's true that's true and also we know that uh <laughs> we know that They've been adversaries forever. It's like uh, they're 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 like they're like yin and yang. Uh, but what if they could be buddies? I would actually, <laughs> I would enjoy a limited run where the Doctor and the Master have to work together and and travel together in the TARDIS for like a two parter or something. I think I think we've be... already seen it. It's called The Lie of the Land. The Master wasn't in that one. Uh, she fucking was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She but she wasn't on the TARDIS. She was in the vault. She he, wasn't on the TARDIS. He had a vault. She was in the Vaultagar. <laughs> I love okay. Valtagar as our tarpiters. Okay. <laughs> Taskmaster reference. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the doctor's like, you could travel with me if only you could be happy to see the universe and not own the universe. And the master says, and I, th- this was kind of alluded to in part one, but this is where they really make it explicit. I would be the really The reason nice. that he is a psychopath is because in his head, ever since he was a child, is an unending da 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 he's hearing the doctor who theme at all hours of the day and it makes him go crazy and want to destroy the magna carta um and the master says i don't know what i would be without that noise and he he kind of seems emotional like he's sad he he doesn't like that this is who he is but it's who he is because there's a noise forever he says i wish i was like what are you talking about and the master explains and he says it began on Gallifrey when I was eight. 
I was taken for initiation to stare into the untempered schism, which the doctor explains is a gap in the fabric of reality that lets you look into the time vortex, the thing that the TARDIS is flying through in the intro of every episode when the music plays. And they don't like it. It hurts a lot. Yeah, looking into the time vortex hurts ouch ouch. And when the master looked into it as as an eight-year-old, it was very painful and it It made the drums start happening. And then we cut to Timmy Daltz. And this is this is what I mean about, like, the episode is linear, but it's linear across two different points in time. Because the Time Lords are in a bubble. They're in the time bubble. They're time... But I can't remember. I think, they're, I think they are at the end of time right now. It's either that they're at the end of time, like during they are the in time Hellbent, war. or they are at the end of the Time War. It's unclear. Maybe it's those are the same thing. Yeah. Um, but... Timmy Daltz at this moment is like, oh, you know when the master had that drumming noise in his... So I guess they also they know all about this. About it, yeah. Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. Uh, but they start talking about the rhythm in the master's head. And then the visionary starts like tapping her finger on the table. And Timmy Daltz says, four beats, the heartbeat of a Time Lord. Which so I when, guess makes sense. When, uh, when Grace was uh, about to operate on silly mccoy and she put the she put the uh the stethoscope to and him. she immediately became a psychopath she became a psychopath yeah <laughs> <laughs> the drums it knocks four times <laughs> um, remember uh how uh he will knock four times and then you will die was a prophecy from some random lady on a bus she was talking about making delicious pork chops and then she somehow i really like that being psychic is just a thing that you can be in doctor who unexplained yeah um so the doctor is like uh we can figure this out together um and then the master he gets kind of manic and he's like wait i don't need you every single person on earth is me they all have the noise in their heads which means (laughs) that we can we can all use our brains to triangulate the source and then he goes skeleton mode for a second which i forgot which actually i go i do like skeletor voice but it's actually like Yeah, it's it's like a it's like in uh, it's like in the movie. More movie. Life is wasted on the living. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the thing with him going skeleton mode, lest we forget, is that he was resurrected from Harold Saxon died. This isn't a resurrection from him already having died. No, in the they movie. threw they <laughs> again. Threw, I don't know when he first. They threw super in the poison series, into but. the vortex. So. Uh, the the thing in part one was that he used this thing called the gate, which was basically the medical bots from the Doctor Dances, <laughs> to restore his body and copy himself onto everyone else, which again is exactly what happened in the Doctor Dances. Oh, I thought you were talking about the potion that resurrected Harold Saxon. Because when No, I'm talking about the end of the episode, the thing that Naismith was working on. So he he used that to heal himself and copy himself over everybody else, including Barack Obama. <laughs> but that didn't, like, fix, fix it. And he says, re- like, yeah. uh, this body was born from death, which I guess was related to the potions and potions that they used. And all it can do is die. So he still is going skeleton, just not as much and not as fast. Uh, and so the master Basically. says, I want to use the TARDIS to triangulate the source of the drums. Uh, and the master, uh, the doctor says, no. So the master says, okay, okay I'll you do there, other me, kill Wilfred. And then the doctor gets a little epic. Oh, yeah. Because the master, he didn't notice this guard with gun. 
and mass. He's a cactus man. <laughs> he's one inch taller and 1,000 times spikier than you, Meglos. Meglos. It's Meglos from Meglos. No. Oh, here's a here's a here's a here's a real fucking what what is the what year is this? Uh, it was the year where this is the seven or it eight. It was the year that this was a joke that would happen on TV. Um, where, uh, one of the, what are they called? Uh, the, uh, Vinvochi. Vinvochi. It's one of the Vinvochi, because they weren't humans, so they didn't get affected. Takes off his, uh, her, her helmet and, like... This is the, this is the male Vinvochi. Oh, it takes off his helmet, helmet, his Vinvochi helmet that covers up the spikes, and then bonks the master out, and then, uh, the, the doctor says, God bless the cactuses! Or no, I think Wilfred says that. God mm-hmm. bless the cactuses! Doctor says that's cacti, and then one of them, it doesn't matter which one, they both, they're both uh, very uh, uninteresting characters to me, says, that's <laughs> racist. Let's <laughs> go! Thanks, Rusty. That, was, uh, that one aged not, not so great. Well, the, the, of its, the very dated comedy keeps a rollin' as they, they like can't unstrap him from the chair. They, they release Wilfred, but the doctor is still strapped in. So they start wheeling the chair out, and he's like, not the stairs! Worst, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, worst rescue ever! Let's Comic go! Comic book guy, Rusty! Are you sure about that one? Oh, wow. Didn't they do, didn't they do a, that's racist in Last Christmas? Yes, they did. It was it something was about a, the el- oh, they Oh, they were elves. like, that's elfist. Oh my god. That one was like... That was like years later too. That was like well, this episode is probably quite old now, but that was that was in the Capaldi era. That was like in the mid 2010s. Who? The Capaldi era. Thank you. The Capaldi era. <laughs> <laughs> the Capaldi era. <laughs> that was way too way too late to be doing a that's racist joke. Come on, guys, tighten this shit. So up. they. They are like cornered by guards, but they teleport away. They get to onto the, the Vinvochi ship in orbit. Remember uh, that the Vinvochi are like they're like alien scrappers. They're not like they're just there to salvage a spaceship that had the gate on it. Or I think the yeah. gate was on one of their ships, maybe, or one of the ships I don't that remember they or care. Like it that. doesn't matter in this episode either. Wilfred says, "Wow, I'm in space. I'm an old man, and I'm on the moon." Wee. Um, <laughs> that's right grandpa come along <laughs> the doctor blows up the uh pork chops tonight grandpa <laughs> pork chops he will knock four times and then you will die <laughs> it's not about that lady it's just about the power of a pork chop um the doctor so blows the, up the, the military masters all over earth start like scanning to try to find the ship that they teleported away to Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vinvochi start preparing to fly back to their planet, but the doctor's like, hey, I didn't, we're not, we're not leaving Earth in its time of need. So he uses the screwdriver to blow up their engines. They're stranded in space and the master can't find them. So now they have time to like talk and have their feelings. Time. Time. Um, so, uh, the, Wilfred's like, you, you've got to wait, you, you're going to come up with a trick, right? To fix this and fix everybody on Earth, right? Right? And nope. the doctor's brooding. He's sad. He feels like he's... Uh, There's a really stupid thing here. This is such a nitpick, but it also really pissed me off. Because, lest we forget, every single person on Earth right now, now that Wilfred and the Doctor are gone and the Vinvochi, everybody on Earth is the Master except for Donna. And the Master in the Naismith Manor says, Alright, 
it's nighttime. Now we can get started. But statistically, most of the masters are actually on the other side of the planet. Yeah, but they... Listen, this show is written by an English person. <laughs> Literally, he's like, all right, it's nighttime, let's get started. And the fucking Obama master is like, yes, it is nighttime, you're right. It's a beautiful night here. It's, uh, 3 p.m. <laughs> um, so they all close their eyes and try to listen, trace the source of the Anywhere signal. is nighttime if you close your eyes, if you think about it. Yeah, I'm a bird also. We go to the Time Lord <laughs> Council, and this is where it... Is this where it starts uh, popping it, off? Uh, so President Daltz has an idea. Let's knock four times into the time, the time vortex, vortex, which will send that noise to the back master's into brain. the master as a child. So this, they were the ones, this is the source of that, is right. the Time Lords in the time bubble. But they need some kind of physical item to link the do- the the time lords knocking and the master so i also i i just want to say i this show i don't want to go full like uh douglas adams restaurant at the end of the universe like future past pluperfect or whatever but there's a part here where they say this will give us a link to where the master is right now what does that mean what does that mean to them i will say i believe Technically, I feel like I've read this somewhere before that the Time Lords do not experience linear time. So mm. maybe if you think about it, when he says, "I'm just not smart they enough just, to understand," they just are always living. Basically, they're living in the moment at all moments, <laughs> loving every day. They don't have a past tense. Have you never? If you roll back the episodes, the Doctor has never once referred to anything in the past tense or the future tense. He only uses present tense. You. Go back and, and yeah, check. So President Daltz says that we need something to make the link tangible. The 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 noise in his head is the signal, but now they need to make it into a link. And the visioner the visionary says something like a tiny star falling and burning. And and Timmy Daltz has an idea, and he pulls a little diamond out of his scepter that we didn't mention, but he has a scepter, and Good for he him. he hucks it. Into the hologram. Into the hologram. And then we see it on in outer space on Earth, flying through the space sky. Now, I don't want to be a fucking idiot. How did he do that? If the hologram is a portal out of the time lock... Can they just blue skidoo into that motherfucker? Why <laughs> is the issue that it's too small they and they would get stuck? They can only put a really small... They want to get all of Gallifrey to Earth. And in order to do that, they need to link... The master's brain, which has the knocking in it, which is the knocking through the time vortex, and the diamond, which is the physical, but it's not just any diamond, Sam. It's a, it's a, it's a white point star, which is. Yeah, the, uh, the master, they see this thing fall from the sky and they, they find it. And yeah, it's, they call it the most did, impossible diamond. Did, and then somewhere in the world, Matt Smith uh, like 12, 11th doctors, like my impossible. The word impossible now just means one thing to me for the rest of my life, and it's Clara. There was a part at the end of the episode where a woman is who's probably from an earlier, or like a reference to an earlier episode, is selling a book that's called like The Impossible. Oh, I, I can't journal. Remember. Yeah, the impossible. I think it's a journal of impossible things. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, it's Clara's diary. <laughs> <laughs> have we considered that that woman's grandmother might have just been a Clara? I know that we've talked about this before, and we've seen it happen in Day of the Doctor, but the thought that there would ever just be an episode 
where completely inconsequentially multiple iterations of the doctor are having different unrelated adventures at the same time on earth is really really weird to me that is really weird yeah also at every like point, what is what is matt smith doing on earth right now also, he's just eating a hamburger for this a hungry hungry hamburger also for this character of the doctor we are seeing right now he has already met the next version of the doctor and the war doctor and clara He's gone on an adventure with all of them. I think they some... forget about that. I think they said that they forget. <laughs> did they for? Oh yeah, because they made themselves forget. But it did happen. I think they said it just like automatically happens when they meet themselves, as they forget afterwards, so that it doesn't mess with the continuity of the show. <laughs> hey, here's a thought. What if there was an episode where like Jodie Whittaker is walking around with Yaz and Dan, and she just like turns to one of them and is like. What, 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 hey, what day does it say on that calendar? And they're like, oh, it's, uh, such and such 2009. And oh, she shit. Goes, ah, shit. And uh, then they fuck. both turn into the master. <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine. I need to write this one down and stop coming here. Yeah, I like to imagine the doctor has a calendar somewhere that's like, okay, don't go to Christmas 2006. Uh, <laughs> the Sycorax will ruin that everyone's one. Everyone's gonna go up on a roof, even if there's no roofs available. Don't go to Christmas. It's always Christmas. She just marks bad Christmases off the calendar, because sometimes... You everyone... can go to the Thames Frost Fair. Just be careful not to go to the last one. <laughs> the fucking... Every... I just... I know that I talk about this all the time, because we only watch Christmas episodes on this. Every Christmas sucks in this world. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every Christmas people die, or all the aliens take over the whole world, or everyone turns into the master. Mm-hmm. It's a bad time to be around on Earth. Well, a weird thing about the way that this show is released is that I think that they do a Christmas special every year, I'm pretty sure. And sometimes they will go multiple years without doing a full series, which means that there will be two episodes in a row that are Christmas specials. <laughs> And sometimes the Christmas and or New Year special isn't Christmas related. Like some, Actually, I think this might have been the New Year special. This is a New Year special, yeah. Which, remember that one of the New Year specials was fucking Legends of the Sea Devils. Was great it? No, it wasn't. Nice try. They worked really hard on Let's it. Let's go. Hey, roll back the tapes. I think you gave that episode like a D. I feel like that episode cannot possibly <laughs> that's a, that's have been a as bad C as you That is a C tier episode. Okay, we're never going to finish this. Yeah, because this they're again. on the ocean. Okay, so, uh, Legend of the C minus Devils. Um, nice. Okay, we should have called the episode so, that. So the master gets his special diamond, and he says, "Wow, this is so cool!" And then I'm a skeleton. Back on the nuts. Wilfred is looking around on the ship. He. For no clear reason, he has just, like, wandered into the, like, maintenance shafts and, and we is see completely that lost. If you don't remember from the first part of the episode, Wilfred is being haunted by a mystery lady who keeps showing up, and sometimes she's on TV. And she, Yeah, she uh, was in the church in part one, and yeah, she was the one who told him to bring his gun. She's like, did you bring your gun? And he says, I did. And she says, okay, um, you have to have a cool gun for the doctor's final boss fight. Um, and then yeah. Wilfred's like, the She's, doctor doesn't... Well, she says the doctor must stand at arms or he will lose everything. Wilfred's like, the doctor doesn't do guns. And she says, you don't know him like I do. The first thing you notice about the doctor is that he's unarmed. For many. He so says, long. who are you, by the way? And she says, I was lost long ago. And then she disappears. Wilfred finds the doctor working on fixing the ship's Oh, this is my favorite. Explains. This is my favorite scene in the episode. The scene rolls. This is a nice scene. I love he this scene. He says, you know... He's like, oh, I always dreamed of seeing a view like this. And he's like, oh, the sun's coming up over England. I, I, he, I he asks it's... an incredibly fucked up question because he's looking, he's like, I'll, I might never oh, get yeah. to go back to see my wife's grave. Oh, do you think that the master changed them in their graves? 
Like, and the doctor just says, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh my God. Why would the Rusty, why would you even write that? <laughs> and Wilfred says, it's not your fault. And the doctor says, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, he's like, he's talking about war stories and his cool gun. And he's like, oh, you don't want to listen to an old man's stories, do you? And the doctor says, I'm 906 this, years dude, old. Dude, this line here, like, I fucking love this line where he says, he, he hears the doctor's 906 and he's like, we, you know, we must look like insects to you. And the doctor's like, no, you look like giants. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that rules. That's nice. That's a great line. Um, I think about, uh, this show reminds me of things I've, I've, uh, thought about with, uh, with, elves in media before like in tolkien mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. sorry i'm gonna talk about other media for a second um mm-hmm. there's a thing in tolkien uh fiction of like when you kind of read it where the elves are just like they live forever and they are like one with nature and everything kind of rocks for an elf like your life just rules and you go why the fuck would you want to be a mortal human who is gonna die and it sucks uh and tolkien writes that uh the humans are like the cherished race of Iluvatar, who's like their god, because they're the ones that like affect the world and make change happen, and the elves just kind of live harmoniously with harmoniously with it. And I think about this with the Doctor as well, and with Time Lords, because you watch the show and you're like, man, it kind of sucks to be a human. The Doctor's got 13 lives and he lives forever and he can fly around in a spaceship, and it's like, no, look, the Doctor, he admires humans, and I like this scene because it kind of shows that glimpse into his head of like. You know, it's not just like, oh, these are my fun little guys that I like to take on my adventures with me. It's like he really respects the humans because. They... Yeah, and I think that's also important for the doctor specifically because that's right. like possibly the most significant way that he differs from the other Time Lords well, is that he maintains that perspective while the others have just completely thrown it away. And the thing I really like, you know, about later, his his uh, sacrifice at the end is like to him one human life is so much more valuable than a single one of his many lives because they only get one of them and he has 13 yes. so why would he like he it's not even like a question it's not a thing yeah. he has to do but debate. we will we'll yeah, talk more about that I, scene anyway i just there. really like i really like this scene because sometimes i don't think that the show conveys this very well uh and i like that especially in the moffat era because moffat era is so much about just like jacking off the doctor all the time <laughs> and like oh, the doctor's so cool, and this is like, no, the doctor thinks we are cool, and I think that's an uplifting message, and I like it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, the doctor also uh, goes back to what the master was saying, and he's like, oh, you weird old man, what are you, his dad? And the doctor's like, you know, I'd be, I would be proud if oh, you were my dad, my God, which is a funny thing to say to a, a man who is younger than approximately you. zero years old to you. But also, I love Wilf, and I thought that was sweet. Um, it is. Wilf offers him the gun, and he says, like, you need this, you know, um, he was like, uh, he's like, take this. And the doctor says, no, I don't do that anymore. Uh, not since the time <laughs> war. When I, I used to do it all the time. I loved it. Yeah. The doctor, uh, well, actually this is interesting. I don't know if we know about this. Uh, Wilf says, take this. You have to kill the master first. And the doctor says, that's how the master started. Right. Um, I kind of hope like, that we never get yeah. any, elaboration on that this is this is one of those things that i'm like is this a book is this a comic is this a story or is this just something that is written in to be you know impactful oh it's saying that the doctor killed the master and that made him a sicko well i'm just sort of going to guess based on what we do know they were friends yeah 
the master at some point in his childhood, and I think that they were childhood friends. Yeah, they I think they're probably the, the same age, as much as that matters to Time Lords. Yeah. And I think that probably the master started to get twisted after he looked into the time hole. And then I'm guessing that there was an era when there was tension between them, but the master was not yet, like, a monster. And I think that the doctor probably killed him in that point, and then that was probably the master's first death, I'm guessing. I like when the doctor, you know, the doctor says, I'm not innocent, I've taken lives. And then he says, I got clever, ding, and manipulated people into taking their own. Because words are his weapons. We know this. Do you think that that's the Now, that's another thing that I hope we never learn more about. The doctor, well, I think he's like, you know, it's it's like a... It's like, I feel like we've kind of seen him do this before. Not like. Oh, yeah, I have seen that image of the doctor saying, kill yourself. Kill yourself. <laughs> That's what this is referring to. That's what he would do at the time where he just showed up and was like, no, no, kill yourself right now. And then they would do it. The Daleks would just. Yeah, he do shows it. up and you're like, he doesn't even got any weapons. And then he says, kill yourself. And you, you're like, oh, John fuck. Hurt, John Hurt War Doctor walks up to you and tells you to kill yourself. John Hurt War Doctor flies in his in his TARDIS, he grabs a gun off the ground, and he shoots Kill Yourself into the <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That fucking line, that fucking line ruined this show. Not like like it has left a like a permanent fucking mark on my brain. I will never stop thinking about it. We're gonna reference it forever. What does it mean? <laughs> He oh rips my god! You apart with his bare hands. <laughs> that Colin Baker does that. We already know that. <laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, he's not taking the gun. He, he's he's having. For anyone who's not subscribed to our Patreon, just so you know, we've never seen an episode. We've never seen Baker. an episode of Colin Baker, but apparently they said that his serials are more violent than the other. They ones. got complaints, and that's part of the reason that he was. But we know we know doctor. from another episode we saw that the show got complaints one time when a companion held a pair of scissors like she was going to stab someone and then didn't <laughs> so okay so uh the he's like i think we live too long you know i can't take this gun um i've i'm i'm so i'm too old for this shit wilfred um, starts crying and says i don't want you to die you're the most wonderful man in the world i love how much he wilfred also loves the doctor it's sweet <laughs> yeah he also said i accidentally skipped over this i didn't mean to uh he asks what will happen to everyone on earth if the master dies and the doctor says that the template will snap and they will all become human again. And Wilfred says, if that's the case, then don't you dare put him before all of them. Yeah, which they, I think is a very yeah. reasonable He's way like, to feel. take the gun, that's in order. Um, but the doctor says, no, no. never. And not, then, not for another 20 minutes. And then the master's like, hello, friend, it's me, your buddy, the master. Uh, uh, just so you know, I got a white point star that fell from the sky. Yeah, this is a this is an open broadcast, so he doesn't actually know where they right. are, which is he's just important. yelling really loud. <laughs> he's in shout chat. It's that all six billion humans are yelling at the same time. That would actually kind of rule, except they're in we space, need so, to, they, so they couldn't hear. We it, need but. to get our how. Oh, you know, he said that the the Earth is going to become his warship. How is the Earth going to move? Well, they're all going to stand in one place, and jump, jump. <laughs> like a master powered spaceship that's just all masters like pushing and pulling pistons uh so he's like my destiny makes sense doctor a white point star fell from the sky and the doctor's like oh fuck because he knows that that means that it came from gallifrey because that's where that's the only place that they come from and he's like the time the master is going to 
use the diamond to increase the strength of the signal, and then the Time Lords will return. And Wilfred says, oh, well, that's good, isn't it, Doctor? And then, and then the, the doctor, doctor grabs the gun. gun. <laughs> it rules. I love that scene. I think it's great. So then, uh, okay, I want to say the music in this episode is actually really good. I, I really like how they include that, like, drum beat motif mm-hmm. into the music. Um, and it's also, like, beeping on the computers. I think it's cool. I think it's a nice touch. They didn't have to mm-hmm. do it, but they did, and it made the episode better for it. Um, I think it would have been, like, 1% better if, like, the computers were going beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. And then the master had turned to one of the master guards and been like, can someone fucking shut that shit up? <laughs> no, they have the, the signal. They want the signal to happen so they can. Amplify. Oh, I thought I literally thought that that was just like an unrelated beeping, like a like a hey, did you notice? <laughs> I mean, it might be, but I think it's more just like a an artistic choice. Um, we go back to President Daltz, who says that they have made contact. And they go to the this High scene Council. Rules, which is, first of all, okay, I'm sh- I'm gonna say it's the Star it's Wars Star- Galactic I, Council Chamber. I know chamber. it's the Star Wars Galactic Council Chamber, but there is a I would say about a fifty to fifty five percent chance that there was an episode in Classic Doctor Who where they're in the Time Lord Senate and it looks like this. That's um, possible. That's it's a hundred percent possible, so I'm not gonna say it, even though I wanna say it. I have to be careful. And spare myself the embarrassment of being wrong. Uh, and, uh, their beloved president makes a great speech where he's just like, do we die here today? Uh, it's not really a great speech. Do we die here today? <laughs> no, he's like, should we die? And everyone goes, no, no! thank you! <laughs> or return to the waking world and complete the ultimate sanction! And then Gallifrey he's like, Gallifrey rises! rises! Um, except for two Time Lords who say, yeah, we'll come back to no, that. We'll come no. back to that. The doctor explains, <laughs> nay. <laughs> The Doctor explains uh, to Wilfred, the Time Lords are all dead except for the ones in the Time Lock bubble. Nothing can get out unless it was already in. Huh? So they... I'll just read what's in my notes. <laughs> Nothing can get in or out unless it was already in. Can you do they me a favor? They sent the signal can to the Master as a, a kid, knowing that oh. it would be both inside and outside the Time Lock, allowing them to follow it out. Can you try that one more thing? I think I know how to make this make more sense. Can you read you that again for me, please? But can you read it in Kylex Y voice? The Time Lords are all dead, except the ones in the Time Lock mm-hmm. bubble. Nothing can get in or out, unless it was already in. They sent the signal to the Master as a kid, knowing it would be both outside and inside the Time Lock, allowing them to follow it out. Got it. Okay. Thank you, Kyle. And Wilfred says, oh, that's good. You always talk about how nice your people were and how much you love them. Or the makes like, well... Nasty. Yucky. I remember... I choose to remember them from before the war because now they're actually more dangerous than all of my enemies put together. But also bringing them back will bring all of my enemies back with them is the other thing. They talk about that later, though. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, The doctor powers the ship back on. He fixed it earlier. Yeah. And he he says, okay, Vinvachi guy, whose name I don't know if we get in this in this entire episode. Spike. You get into that laser <sighs> pod, because this is a, it's like a junk ship, so they have lasers to shoot asteroids with. And Wilfred, you get in the other. And then the Vinvachi lady, who's the scientist lady, says, don't take my ship. And he says, huh, there's an old Earth saying about this. What does he say? Alonzi! Alonzo? We saw the one where he says Alonzi Alonzo, right? Yeah, I think it was the first episode that we saw him in. Oh, yeah. What was that? What episode was that? I don't remember what what that one was. Looking it up. It was like the fourth episode we watched. That was Army of Ghosts. God damn, that was our first Tenon episode? Oh my god, it yeah. was. Was that also our first Rose episode? Yes. Wow. 
<laughs> this podcast format is so smart and, and intelligent and good. Um, so, yeah, he says Alan Z and everyone in the audience claps, including Alonzo, who is the other person on Earth who did not turn into the master. Um, and then they they start the it, it turns into a movie for a little bit. It turns into like you would see this in the theaters on the big screen. They're flying a ship. The master is launching all the missiles at them in his funny like uh, red alert costumes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he's on the screen and they're shooting missiles and Wilfred's shooting down the missiles and the ladies, the, the, the ladies fly. They're all, whoa! whoa! And, and then they're going right for the Naismith mansion. Can you believe it? Um, yeah, I like when, uh, Wilfred's like, how do I use this thing? And then the Vinvachi guy says, the aiming is automatic. All we have to do is press the button. Okay, um, fine. Here's a scene that I actually, when they said this, I was taken back to being 14 and watching this and going, wow. When, um, we go back to the Gallifrey. Before uh, we go back to the Gallifrey thing, I uh-huh. need to talk about my least favorite thing in the entire episode. Okay. It's when they're flying around and doing a Star Whoa. Wars episode one action scene. And Vinvachi guy, whose name is never said in this episode, as the doctor's, like, flying and piloting around and he's, like, turning very sharply and doing barrel rolls and stuff. And they keep cutting to this guy who's going, I, I somehow don't remember that, but that does sound annoying. It was really, really annoying. Um. Okay, so so then we're back with the uh, the... Time Lords in their Gallifrey chamber, um, and apparently it was a, it was a, like a, uh, this was like a two against, this is basically like, uh, when the United States Senate is like, should we give a billion dollars to something horrible? Just any uh-huh. of the number of horrible things so that there's like two people who say no and all the yeah. Democrats are clapping. Um, and then these two, uh, these two people, one of whom is important and one of whom we never see. Um, are forced to cover their eyes like the weeping angels of old. Yes, so in Gallifrey government, if you cast a vote... This is, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair... And your side doesn't win. To be fair, this is post-Time War, Gallifrey, evil, scary government. Fine, but either way, when they take a vote, if you vote for what turns out to be the losing side, you are punished... (laughs) And shamed. This reminds me of our incredible Kyle XY fanfiction that we read, where they were doing a vote. Do you remember the Latnock voting scene where they, where oh, they just, God. where they reveal who voted against and then they immediately vote to oust those people? Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Really funny scene. You know that the democracy is healthy when it's being compared to Latinox in <laughs> Kyle XY, the untold story. So yeah, these, uh, these, these two, uh, people are forced to stand there as, uh, President Rassilon, not my president, opens the portal and they're there. Um, this did remind me a little bit of the Snyder cut where Granny Goodness was briefly seen. Oh, Granny Goodness was in the movie. Remember they open um, the thing and Big Bad Boy is there and then Granny Goodness is there and then they just don't do anything for the rest of the movie? That's what I kind of want to mean. So the the doctor flies the ship over the mansion. And he just like jumps out. Well, they have He this, grabs yeah. Wilfred's gun and jumps out and he falls and falls and falls and crashes through the glass dome in the roof this is and not he a... hits the ground really, really hard. Yeah, it did hurt to watch that scene and this is not like a... This is not like a Master Chief is immune to fall damage kind of thing. This is like, this is a guy 
Um, I think it would have been really funny if he had stood up and he was Matt Smith. <laughs> I just don't know why he did this why at all. Why did he do that? Why didn't he just land and the then Vinbochi, go inside? The Vinbochi do not know how to land their own ship. Why didn't he fly, like, even just, like, lower, lower before jumping out? Just just the doctor lying dead on the floor for the rest of the episode as some unrelated third party saves the day. He he lay he falls as David Tennant, he lands as Matt Smith, and then he gets, gets up, up as Peter Capaldi. Capaldi, I'm sorry. Um Okay, so so he's he's out. Like he's he can't do anything about it. As the uh uh as the master The Time Lords start appearing through the portal that they made using the diamond and the drumming. It makes sense if you say it in Kylex Y's voice. The Time Lords start appearing through the portal that they created using the diamond and the drumming. Makes a lot of sense. Um, when you when you put it like that. <laughs> uh, they start coming up. Rassilon's there. The uh, two uh, shamed... Uh, I feel yeah, like I both... didn't understand this. Why was it like, okay, top priority is uh, the president will be the first one through the portal... Followed by the two women who we are shaming. They have to see the actions that they didn't want. Well, they're not allowed to see, but they have to be present for the actions that they were so horrified by, I guess. Um, not really sure why that happened. Uh, so the president is like, how ironic that our salvation comes at the hands of our ultimate problem child. He does say, even though we are the reason that he is our ultimate problem child, but... Yeah, he does admit that he's the one who fucked up the Master. And the Master doesn't really react to that, as far as I can remember. And then the Master is like, You fools, you've played right into my plan. I'm going to turn all of you into me also. And then... And Timmy Dulce just holds up his power glove, and everyone's heads shake like in part one, and then they turn back into themselves. Uh, it seems and the Master's like, No, 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 no! <laughs> it seems that I am, once again, Barack Obama. Let me finish my speech to fix global poverty. <laughs> said poverty. Oh yeah, that's right. He was yeah. There's one, no reason that they wouldn't fix global poverty. He was poverty one second this. away. He was one second away from saying the magic words that would make global poverty disappear, and then he forgot what they were because he turned into the master. We learned that everyone kind of had amnesia about it. I feel pretty bad though for the the family of four who wake up uh, with <laughs> mouthfuls of barbecued Donna leg. No. <laughs> No, she's fine. We know she's fine. She's fine. Uh, so yeah, the master realizes that that he's been kind of defeated, but he's like, "Well, don't forget that I, I helped saved you, you, so please be nice to me." Um, and then the doctor's like, "No, you fool! They said that in our famous prophecy, something would return, not some." Yeah, the master assumed that the prophecy was that the time lords would return, but the doctor says it was something. They're not just bringing back the Time Lords, they're bringing back Gallifrey! And Gallifrey, and Gallifrey just, like, pops into space, like, in, basically, like, right next to Earth, um, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, Don, Donna, Donna's mom, and, uh, ma- Mama, uh, what we Sean, and Sean Temple. Uh, fiance, I remembered, uh, after. I was looking at your notes, I'm like, you don't remember Sean thought. Temple? Fucking loser. And then they look up right. and they see, uh, the big planet... I can't tell if it's, like, on a collision course for Earth, which seems like it would destroy both of them, or if it was just, like, gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, President Daltz looks in the sky and oh, he's like, ha-ha, there- oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no, I didn't think about this one. Oh, jeez. Ah, oh, man. Uh, uh, so, yeah, everyone sees this planet, like, getting closer and closer in the sky, and they're like, uh-oh. Wilfred, Wilfred is inside the mansion. 
and it's I guess they I yeah, guess the there's no did land scene and... explaining when they like dropped him off, mm-hmm. but they did. Um, so is this the last we see of the Vinvochi? Is there like, well, the doctor said that he was Back dying, so planet. I guess it doesn't matter what happens now. Let's just leave. I think so. Oh, we also see the Naismiths go outside and look up, and then they go, oh wow, yeah, they go, ah, oh, we're back and we're scared. I think that's the last we and see. Then, of them. And then, okay, and then um, we see we see a person, a scientist, trapped in the uh, one has to enter, one can enter, one can leave. Uh, yes. Now uh, this is very important. Okay, mm-hmm. that I explain the mechanics of this thing. So Naismith in part one, who it doesn't matter who he is or what he's doing, explains that they have this chamber that like monitors the nuclear link that they're using for this machine that's supposed to make you ageless or whatever. And it's got two chambers and one of them has to be occupied at all times to make sure there's always, always, always someone monitoring the nuclear link. So when one scientist needs to clock out, the other one has to go in first, push some buttons, his door will lock and only then will the other guy's door unlock. God, this would be so perfect for a murder mystery. So Wilfred runs in and sees that there's a scientist trapped in the chamber. So he goes and in. And he's like, help, help. And Wilfred's like, I'll get I you out you. of there, buddy. And he goes in and locks himself in. What a Which champ. unlocks the other guy's side. I'm going to say that Wilfred wasn't really thinking about what he, he was doing He wasn't thinking here. about what he was doing. I also don't know for sure if he was aware of the mechanics of this one man enters, one man I believe leaves. he was present when it was explained in part one. Okay. So he lets the guy out. Um... Unaware of, of the I mean, cop. I guess he would have to know how it works because he was able to use it to let the guy out. I mean, he just pushed a button that says "let the guy out." Because oh, I think he, I think that he was in it in part one, and that's why he didn't get mastered, right? Right. Uh, so we then find out. Um, so so Wilfred traps himself in, um, and then we're back. Um, the master's like, "Look, doctor, we brought everyone back," and then the doctor is like, "You, uh, well, you did turn into a worm, and then I trapped you inside my TARDIS, and then probably you got out and had a lot of prose adventures and audio dramas. So you weren't there for the Time Lord, for the yeah. Scarrow degradations, the horde of travesties, the Nightmare Child, um, which is probably a Clara, and then what was <laughs> the the could have been king with his armies of meanwhiles and neverwers and whatsits and and thingamabobs." <laughs> <laughs> I like when they do this where they just list a bunch of shit and then just move on. Right. And they you did definitely in, um, weren't there for the rise of the 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 history's greatest villain. Say it with me, Sam. You weren't there Clara. for the singing man. <laughs> the singing man. He's um, coming back. I I think they did this in um Maybe it was Flesh and Stone. He was, like, talking to the clerics, and he was like, oh, what church are you from? And he lists all these wacky church names. Mm -hmm. I like when they do this, and as ever, I hope that there's never any elucidation on any of these things. I am a little bit interested in the Nightmare Child, and I'm very interested in the Could Have Been King with his army of meanwhiles and neverwers. That Um, one, I think, sounds cool as words, and I think that if they made it into a real story, whether it had happened before this episode or after, I think that it would be really stupid. It would be a book written by Stephen Moffat. Oh. There's a very silly moment where someone, I think the doctor, is like, hell is descending toward Earth right now! And the master goes, my kind of world! To me, 
President Rassilon uh, reveals his ultimate plan, which is, yeah, hell is coming back and the war is coming back, but that doesn't matter because we are going to... The final sanction, which you mentioned earlier, is that they will leave their corporeal bodies behind and destroy the time vortex and ascend to be beings of consciousness alone, free from their bodies and time itself! Yeah, and this and is the doctor explains the- that this horrible, horrible yeah. plan that the Time Lords had developed is why... Uh, oh, I also say stopped. this. This would bring about the destruction of the universe as we know it. And I guess, I guess we can say now that that this would be how the Time Lords defeat the war between time and space is by destroying time and space. I wonder how the Mori will feel about this. We should ask them. Who? <laughs> Just kidding. I remember Flux, kind of. Uh huh. So the Master is like, "Hey, that sounds cool. Can I ascend to? <laughs> You're diseased," he says. But it was yeah, our fault. That's but, oh, yeah, this says, is the yeah. part where, where Timmy Daltz is like, admittedly, it is our fault, but still. And, and then, he holds up his power glove. And then we get it. And a, the we, doctor interrupts with a gun. He, he, and Timmy's he like, all right, well, you better choose your enemy well, because you can only shoot one There's of us first, and then the other one's going to do something. Um, so he keeps pointing back and forth, and he first points his gun at the master. He's like, and, if you kill me, the link in my head will be severed, getting rid of them. And then he points his gun yeah. at the at Rassilon, and I honestly can't figure out why. why like I can't figure out why he wants to do that. Like what? Does I feel that, like he should just. What does kill that Rassilon. get? What does that get for him? Wait, what does what get for him? Because killing the master a defeats his arch enemy, and b fixes everything. Where it's like, if you kill the master, you break the link, and the time lords go back. Right? Oh yeah. So if it's you, it's a choice of do you want to defeat. Just President Daltz? Yeah. Or do you, do you fix- want to kill all birds with one stone? Do you want to kill all birds with one stone, or do you want to shoot the mean guy who's going to shoot a laser at your enemy? And I- this isn't a hypothetical where it would be good to kill every bird. He, ki- I mean, he's not killing every bird. He's just putting every bird back in the birdhouse where they belong. And killing the master one, bird. One bird who will probably find a way to come back. Let's be real. It's maybe not the best analogy. No. Um, the point being, I don't understand what this decision he's trying to make is, because it's more, I don't want to kill this guy, but I also want to build dramatic tension, and then instead of doing that, he shoots a machine, and it breaks everything. Wait, well, uh, hold, slow down. <laughs> hold on. Slow down. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, uh, Timmy is like... Okay, the master. Oh, but oh, but to your point, the oh, master right. the says Rassilon is also the link. He's also part of the link. So if you kill him, then it will also break the link, and Gallifrey will disappear from the sky, and the Time Lords will disappear also. So it really is just a. I guess now at that point, the question is: Do you want to break the link and kill the president, Who or do you kill? want to break the link and kill the master? And he doesn't want to kill anyone, so instead of doing that... You win that, either way. No, but he finds an extra way to win that keeps his hands clean of because blood. Because he shoots the machine. Uh, you keep trying to skip over it. One of the shamed time ladies... Oh, yeah. ...uncovers her embarrassed face. And it's that lady from before, and she's crying. She's crying, and she says, son, come back to our shack. She says, son, come back to our village. Come back to your shack, and I will feed you soup one day, she says. That wasn't her in Hellbent, was it? No, it it? wasn't, but how wild are the... Um, I can't, I genuinely... When he sees her face, he has an idea, and he turns back toward the master and says, get out of the way, and he shoots... I guess the machine that you know, is used to amplify the signal with the diamond. 
I had a really funny joke for the scene, which is he's like, who are you going to shoot? Who will you decide? There's only one gun, doctor. And then he pulls out his second gun and he says, two guns, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then he just starts fucking blasting. For anyone who doesn't know, that is Sorry. a direct quote from Two-Face in Arkham, Arkham City. City. <laughs> two guns, bitch. <laughs> that's something that, uh, that's something that, that Bruce Master would say. I miss was- Bruce Master. Hmm. Oh, from from the movie that we watched last week when he was oh. the Terminator. Sorry, this Two is the stupidest speech. thing. I do, I can't explain this thought process at all. But I thought that when you said Bruce Master, I thought that you were referring to Bruce Thomas from Kyle X Y, who was the he was uh, motion capture for and Master he was, Chief. He was Master Chief and Batman. It's my favorite joke from our from that podcast. I mean, it's a joke, but it's also true. true. No, but uh, we keep talking about Kylex Y this week. I don't know why. Uh, um, listen to Kylex Y. It's a great. It's a listen Kylex to Kylex Y. It's a great show and a great podcast and the best. So show. okay, he tells the master to move. He shoots the machine. It's it breaks the link. Gallifrey disappears from the sky. The visionary who I guess was also here goes Gallifrey falls. Uh, Timmy Daltz says, the doctor will die with us. And the doctor says, yes, I know. Good. And then that lady covers her face again as the master powers up his glove. But then the master says, oh, I said the master. As the president powers up his glove. There's a lot of titles and <laughs> names that aren't mm-hmm. names here. The, the president powers up his glove. This is a fact. And the master says, now it's your turn to be told to get out of the way. And the doctor gets out of the way, and he starts shooting lightning at President One, Daltz two, for making him three, twisted. Four. Okay, four lightning blasts. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, but this is so stupid because he shoots him with lightning like five times, and then he goes one, two, three, four. They're the final dramatic blasts. <laughs> but you did already shoot him more than four times. The thing about Time Lord Who's on counting, Time Lord besides Combat, the master. The thing about Time Lord on Time Lord Combat is that we just know that it ends with them getting up and being a different guy or, or girl. Um, I mean, it does make me think back to before I ever watched Doctor Who and when I didn't know what it was, and I assumed that he had some kind of superpowers like lightning blasts. I'm imagining. I don't know like, why he doesn't. Th- I mean, I don't know why the master does. I guess is the more relevant point. I'm having like a really fun time imagining like. Like Time Lord Society, like maybe before they became futury, when they were like in medieval times, and you would, <laughs> you would just be like, I challenge you to a duel, and they'd go out and they'd have a sword fight, and then one of them would just get up and be a different guy. That was the one that loses. <laughs> also, yeah, I have but, a really. But stupid... the winner of the duel isn't the person who a... survives; it's the person who's uh, uh, who's hotter after the duel ends. I have a really stupid question. So if if your Time Lord adversary kills you, but you get up and you're hotter than ever, then you win the duel. I have a I have a, a really stupid question. Um. So so the master shoots uh, President Rassilon. Uh, 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 two and four times um <laughs> and then gallifrey goes away and then the doctor everyone claps and the time lords yeah everyone claps in the world that's and, not a joke yeah everyone does clap everyone in the streets claps and then we get we go to the doctor with wilfred and the emotional like sacrifice what happened to the master where is he what happened i'm asking you as a viewer like i i forgot where, where'd he go or did the show just oh. like not address that um let me control f master <laughs> i think this is the last time the master is mentioned where did he go oh where did he go 
<laughs> what Where happened? Where did he go? Where did he go? He didn't disappear with the Time Lords because he was... <laughs> I'm going to the wiki. Where'd he go? Somehow, the Master disappears. <laughs> Somehow, Palpatine Somehow, is Palpatine returned. Palpatine is returned. <laughs> I've done a control F for Master. You're not going to believe this. He's in it quite a lot. Uh Oh, huh. Hmm? As the Master counts the drums one last time, his blasts occupy Rassilon long enough for a blight, bright flash to light... Blah, for a bright flash of light to send all of them, the Time Lords, Rassilon, Gallifrey, and the Master, back into the last day of the Great Time War. Wonder how Why? Wonder how he's... I wonder how the... Uh, I'd like to see the Master get it, wriggle his way out of this one. Oh, Why well. did that happen? How'd he get there? I guess he was connected to the Rassilon by the lightning. I don't understand. <laughs> he was... I like that Rassilon needs a power glove to do lightning, but the Master can just do it with his bare hands. Being the president sucks. <laughs> you have to contain your power in a So the glove. doctor looks around, and he's uh, like, oh my god, it's all over, and I didn't die. This cool. is amazing. He's and, laughing, he's crying. And then Wilfred, presumably just aware of the dramatic, the artistic decision of the episode, knocks four times over and over again. He will knock four times. I didn't get this until just now. He will knock four times, and then you will die. I was talking about Wilfred. <laughs> You, oh, you didn't get that until just now. Well, I forgot about the prophecy. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yes, the the twist is that it was talking about Wilfred, not the master. Now, okay, this is a problem that I have. Yeah. Because it's a twist. Why? What does that do for us besides going, oh, uh, I thought it meant something else, but it means this. It doesn't. Um, so, yeah, Wilfred's like, ah. A twist is fun, but I, but I think a twist is a lot better when it means literally anything besides just, haha, gotcha. It's, uh, it's the beloved, um, it's a beloved, uh, writing device used by the great writers of our time, David Benioff and D.B. Wise. It's called, um, Subverting Your Expectations. Where well, they did subvert think, my expectations. You think one thing's gonna happen, and then a different thing happens, and then you go, oh, I'll just say this right now. Let me just get out ahead uh, of this. This scene, the scene. I, I like this scene. I'm gonna say the scene is stupid. the th- The acting, the performances, and the character are great. I do think that, uh, and we said this in the last episode. And I will say, knowing I did, I did know um, this was the Doctor Killing Box when we watched it. Um, that this was the, though I did, I do have distinct memories of the doctor also getting shot. I don't know where that came from. Maybe that's another one. That came from last week when we watched, uh, Silly McCoy get blasted. <laughs> Got blown, blown to bits. Um, and then, uh, but okay. But so, so the, but yes, the acting is really good. I really like the fact that the doctor is just like the second he hears Wilfred knocking, he has already like made up his mind about he's got to go in the box and get him out. He and, immediately realizes where this is yeah. going. And he's, he's also like he's scared, he's it. angry, yeah. he's sad. And he's like, of course, I've got to fucking let this man out of the box. And Wilfred's like, wait, I've lived my life. I'm old. Yeah, and also yeah. Wilfred doesn't, even though he he knows the prophecy, the doctor told him about the four knocks thing. Wilfred doesn't realize what he's doing. And right. he's just like. Hello. Doctor, can you let me, me out of here? This thing's making some weird noises. Oh, yeah. We should say that uh, the, the destruction of the link and the machine and all the machine, it's going to dump all the radiation into the Wilfred prison chamber. Now, here is here is the primary reason that I think that this scene, I'm, I'm not going to say it's a bad scene. It's a stupid scene because... I would say the word I would use is contrived. It's incredibly contrived, and it's not well contrived. No. Like, because the whole point of this box 
is that someone always needs to be inside of it to prevent the nuclear bolt from overloading. Now, we learn in this scene that in the event that the nuclear bolt does (laughs) overload... It it will contain it entirely within the box. It will lock one of the scientists in and murder them. (laughs) It will vent the radiation directly into their face. Because we learn that the box is made out of Invochi glass, so it's not like, oh, the contamination will spread. It's basically a punishment for someone failing their job, which, yeah, that is a Jonathan Naismith. Why not have uh, a secondary chamber made of Invochi glass off to the side that it vents the radiation into? Because it's a punishment from Jonathan Naismith for the person who failed their, their job. And also, they never gave us any scenario with this whole setup where at any point in reality, one person is like, all right project's over and then clocks out and they are both out of it no he no, basically no. says someone will be, in be inside of yeah. this until one of them is dead yeah so so uh wilfred's like yeah so the doctor's just like angrily like and sadly like storming around the room and he's like i uh, you humans blah 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 i've and this um, is this is good. This is something that we've talked about before, and I think we've already learned it from Time of the Doctor. The fact that each version of the Doctor, they don't individually think of it as like, well, I got more lives. No, you know, they're like, this I'm going like, to die here. I'm going to die. I will not exist anymore. Until Rusty brings me back. But that's... He, didn't know that <laughs> he doesn't know that's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's very upset. He's like... He's like kind of taking it on on Wilfred, but he also knows that he shouldn't. So he's like, he's like, oh, you just, you just had to save the guy. Ugh, but you know that was you were always going to save him. You were always waiting for me all this time, Wilfred. And Wilfred is like, it's okay. I'm old. Yeah, let me die. You can just leave you're, me behind. Wilfred's you're like, more Wilfred's like, you're so am. cool. You're like the coolest guy in the universe. Please, please don't choose your life over mine. And then Doctor, I love yeah. this moment where the Doctor says. It's true. I could do so much more, and this is my reward. It's not fair. I love it. It's it's really good. It's really it really sucks. Yeah, it, you feel very bad for both of them. But you know, this is something you were talking about before. But I think there's another layer to it because you said you know we know this about the doctor. He believes that the ordinary person is valuable, and Wilfred is like you know I'm old. I'm not going to live that much longer anyway. I'm just a regular guy. And the doctor's like that doesn't mean anything to me. Let's not forget. This is Donna's Donna's grandpa. dad. This is this is yeah, that's his best friend. Donna's there his is best no version right. of this where he makes the decision to let Wilfred die. Right. Though though, see, here's the funny thing to me it, it, about this. I was thinking about this. Like the doctor would never let you know. It's hard to imagine the doctor for anybody in the world walking away just being like sorry. That being said. If a character said, no, I've got this, I'll leave myself behind, in another episode, it would be like a brave and noble sacrifice that that person made. But, uh, that's not But no, he, this, yeah. it would be a Mott sacrifice, not a noble sacrifice. <laughs> you got a little confused I'm just there. saying, I can see this happening in a different episode, and the Doctor not- joke? Yeah, that was a good, good one. And the Thank Doctor you. not doing that, but this is- but this in this episode- um, in these circumstances, of course, the doctor's going to sacrifice himself before uh, Wilf. Uh, we love Wilf. And Wilf is so fucking sad about this. Um, yeah, I think also part of it is that the doctor, he, I think the frustration, a lot of it comes from the fact that he's, he's known, he's, he was told 
so long ago, three episodes, that this was going to happen. And I think he he feels trapped by the prophecy. Also, mind you, um, we learned, we saw at the end of Time Part 1 that he was like, he was just kind of like jet-setting around time and space, uh, putting this off for a really long time. Yeah. We don't even know how long. Um, and having sex with Queen Mary, probably, his <laughs> wife. Um Anyway, he he uh, he gets in there. He gets in the box. Wilford goes is out. It, he's like throwing shit around the room. Yeah, he's like he? pissed off. It's great. Um, David, I almost said David Smith to the fusion. David Spade is really good. David Smith is a really good actor, and I like I, I like his acting. Um, and he gets in the and box. Yeah, Bernard Cribbins. Oh yeah. He's as great. long as we're shouting out actors by name, yes. Um, he gets in the box and the radiation blasts him and he, and he, he goes guy and he goes. He also, guy. it's, it's very sweet as Wilfred is like, please uh, don't do this, doctor. Please don't do this. And the doctor says, Wilfred, it would be my honor. Oh, I love it. And, and he is in pain, but he's not dead. But he's, but he gets out and Wilfred's like, huh, huh, huh. And in this moment, I was like, shit, did I imagine Matt Smith? <laughs> it was all a, it was all a horrible dream. Um, and yeah, Wilfred notices uh, that the doctor's injuries have started to heal, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like you're doing better, actually." And the doctor's like, "No, that means it's starting." And they have a hug and a cry. Oh, I love Wilf so much. We I can't believe to... I can't believe we've only had two episodes with this old man for us personally yeah yeah like wow he's good we go to sean and donna's mom who i think is sylvia uh donna's like out cold like like she's freezing like she's been unconscious outside but they can't get on the uh can't call the emergency services because everyone's like i turned into a guy what happened (laughs) why am i I yeah and the and the person the uh 999 operator is like yeah dude me too yeah no i was also in line at mcdonald's i don't know how i got here (laughs) Um, uh, but then they hear the TARDIS arriving, the most beautiful sound in the universe, <laughs> and Donna hears it and opens her eyes, although she doesn't remember what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, she, as she wakes up, she's like, oh, did I miss something again? And Sean and Sylvia are like, yay, she's okay. Woo-hoo. Mama and Noble And Sylvia runs, runs outside. outside. Mama Noble. And she waves to... I didn't quite understand what this was. Maybe I'm missing context for her relationship with the Doctor, but she smiles and waves at them. And the doctor goes, oh, great, she's smiling, as if today wasn't bad enough. Well, we learned in the last episode they have a very adversarial relationship with I guess one another. So. But I, I thought remember the that, reasoning but... for it being that if he shows up, that means her daughter will explode. But apparently there's more beef between them. Um, I would think that the doctor would be like, oh, good, uh, she's smiling. Donna must be okay. He says, he, they're going to say goodbye, but the doctor says, this isn't goodbye, Wilfred. I'll see you one more time. Just keep looking. And he says, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to go get my reward. Now. We begin a montage. And then that's the end of the we episode. We begin a montage uh, that I'm sure is uh, great if, well, it's great fan service if you're 14 and watch the episodes in order. This is one of the most cranked scenes I've However, ever seen. However, I need to tell you, I'm going to say, I'm going to say one word and it's going, and it ruined the scene for me. Basically what we get is a scene of like the doctor, like, like stoically helping his companions and stuff like that. The word that. The word that I'm going to say is Yuko, <laughs> because I was thinking of Yuko from Nichijo at the carnival when she loses her wallet, and it's just with just this complete. <laughs> that was what I was thinking of. <laughs> this whole episode. well, when Mio loses her wallet, lest we forget. Was it? 
Oh yeah, when Mio loses Yuko's wallet and she just yeah. is on all of the rides with this completely stone-faced expression. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of this whole epi- uh, part and it made me laugh. Uh, but oh, begin- we begin the montage with with somewhere on earth <laughs> Martha and Mickey are shooting cool guns and they're I, epic now. I was so thrown off cuz I was like, "Oh, so there's some lady with a gun dodging explosions." They're then cool. I was like, "Hold on." That's, That's Martha. Martha. And then Mickey is there. I she guess. runs up to a guy and he's got a gun. And that's Mickey. And I was like, wait, that's Mickey. And now, hold on. They're shooting at Son- they're shooting and being shot at by Santarans. I don't know what their uh, job is. He says to her, we're being fired at by a Santaran. This is no place for a married woman. And she says... Well, then you shouldn't have married me. What an insane way to do exposition, Rusty. Let me forget. The uh-huh. last time that we saw Mickey, he was back together with Rose in an alternate dimension. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how Mickey got out. I'm not sure how Is Mickey... Is there going to be an episode where Mickey just pops back through a portal and he's, like, got a box of his stuff and he's like, we broke up again. <laughs> Mickey, our bisexual king, broke up with, uh, whatever his... Blake Chaston or something, whatever his boyfriend's name was. Jake. Uh, Jake. That's a cool dude name. Cool white dude name. Um, and then he got back together with Rose in the alternate universe. I don't think they got back together. I think that they were just there and he was like, mm. It seemed like they were back together. And then he anyway, got out. The Santarin he... prepares to snipe Martha with and a then gun. The doctor with but a... then the doctor clonks him on making, the head with making, a comedy mallet. <laughs> making Yuko face very sadly because he's dying. Bonks, <laughs> he bonks the Santarin who already are goofy enough on the head with a hammer. And then he just stares at them and he walks back to the TARDIS. Yeah, they see him, but he doesn't say anything. And then uh, we see a boy um, on a phone. Yeah, they said, yeah. here, let's let's quickly insert a commercial for the for the spinoff. <laughs> no, I, 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 this was the one that I was like, I got, it got me a little bit here because I just like Sarah Jane. But yeah, this kid is like, oh, all this shit is happening. He says shit. He I swears. guess we do know that Sarah Jane has been... On the yeah, show Yeah, she's again. been on the show. We saw a next time on that she was in. Um, and they're like, oh, this crazy stuff is happening. And then he almost gets hit by a car, um, <laughs> just like Rose's dad. Well, I, there's some there's some character stuff in here, because uh-huh. uh, he mentions that his mom got, like, the newspaper oh, publisher yeah. or whatever to run a story about mass hallucinations to, like, cover up what happened. So we know that uh, she's Sarah still Jane's a journalist. Still, she's still a journalist. Good for her. And then... Uh, the doctor saves this boy from getting hit by a car, and then the, the mm-hmm. boy's like, Mom, it's him, it's him, it's the doctor! And, and Sarah Jane smiles and waves and I cries. love that! I just like that. I like Sarah Jane, and I like I like the idea of the companions every once in a while they see the doctor, and they're like, there's the doctor. I like that. Um, especially, yeah, I will say, the I don't really know why she's crying and waving, because she doesn't know that anything in particular is happening. <laughs> she's emotional because she knows that the doctor's dying, because they all have a little... A little watch, a notification on their phone. He goes to see. He goes to see Lula, and he insults her. And then he goes to see uh, Ace, and she like blows something up for him, like old times. She hits him with a baseball bat. He goes to see Ian and Barbara, and he just pushes them into the vacuum Jordan, space. I want to see another <laughs> episode with Ace. the Seventh Doctor and Ace so, so bad. They're the best. They're the best. Um, Ace would be so sad uh, if she People learned. who aren't subscribed to our Patreon <laughs> don't know how fucking good those two are in the one story that we've Imagine seen. Imagine how mad Ace will be when she learns that Silly McCoy was killed by medical malpractice. Do you remember when she was trying to explain to him that she gets hungry when she doesn't eat? And he says, <laughs> no, lack of food makes you obstreperous. 
I love that so much. And then I think he gave her a sack of money. He gave her a sack of coins, and then at some point he upgraded her baseball bat like a video game. He did. It rules. Okay. So then, uh. he, then okay, this is crazy. So first he saves Mickey and uh, and and Martha, Martha, who are married. Then he saves Sarah Jane's son. Then he goes and helps uh, Jack Harkness get get uh, get some dick. Yeah, we're in like a space casino. We're, we're, Jack no, Harkness like, is drinking is with a Kirby. Very much, uh, very much Star Wars cantina and energy, and it's got all these other Doctor Who monsters, including a Raxacoracophalopatorian and mm. uh, some other some other monsters that you haven't seen yet, but I remember. Yeah, Jack then, Harkness, Jack, history's greatest monster. And then the Doctor is just rock like, hard, looking at all these aliens. The, he just he the Doctor just gives him a note, or they're like, "Here's a note from the gentleman across the bar," and then the note says his name is Alonzo, and it's just like, "I'm gonna help you." Get get some one last time, my friend. Here's a fun fact. Yeah, uh, this actor is I think his name is Russell Tovey, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe that he was one of the actors on the list of potential people to play the Eleventh Doctor. Wild, and instead he just got to have sex with Jack Harkness. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's just such a weird like 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 why couldn't he like why was he not saving him or whatever? It's just like I'm going to help you have sex with a man. I'll just say, if I am in a seedy space bar and a weird, intense-looking guy sitting next to me turns to me and And says, hey, Sam, I'm like, how do you know my name? And he says, I'm I'm psychic. psychic. I'm like, I'm going to get away from you before you murder me. (laughs) Thank you, Doctor. What a fucking fucking ally. Oh, did we mention that his name is Alonzo? His name is Alonzo. It's a little little Easter egg. It's just just such a weird, it's just such a weird, uh, weird, like... He saved he saved three lives and then he helped Jack uh, have sex. God, this isn't on topic at all, but I just mentioned people who were considered to play the Doctor. Uh-huh. I know that we talked last time about how Peter Capaldi was uh, invited to audition for the role of Eighth Doctor. Apparently, he was like on the short list for basically every Doctor. <laughs> So it's like they got to the 12th Doctor and they must have just been like, all right, can we stop fucking around here? Can I rewrite this scene a little bit? Sorry, I'm still obsessed with it. Um, okay. Is the is that the note says his name is Alonzo. And then, you know, I think Jack does like give him a salute or something or a little like. Hey. Yeah, he and the Doctor salute each other. or He salutes the Doctor. <laughs> he salutes the Doctor and the Doctor makes a jerk off motion, but like in a nice way, like. <laughs> I know what you want. And then he turns to Alonzo and Alonzo is like a writhing mass of tentacles and slime. And Jack is just like, yes, nice. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> Jack looks down and sees another, another thing that the doctor has given him, which is a 500 pack of condoms. <laughs> okay. Next this scene, I'm sure means something. If there's an episode that we didn't see about this. Woman. Wow. You're really stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did I- you seriously not get what this was? No, I don't remember this. What is this? There is a woman doing a book signing. Oh, is this re- said, a reference to the? This is a reference to the family of blood lady. Isn't yes, it? Oh, she God. says. Yeah, there's. She's doing a book signing. Completely there's a guy in line, that. and she's like, he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. So I found this my great grandma's diary. Uh, it had all these stories about her experiences with this man named John Smith that she fell in love with. Uh, but he turned out to be a man from another world. I completely and she closes that, yeah. the book, and it's the got a, cover oh, has a stopwatch stop on, on it. You mean a you mean a a pocket watch? A pocket watch, excuse me. And it says the the title is "A Journal of Impossible Things," written by Clara Verity Os- Newman. Is Clara her name. Clara Oswin Verity Oswin <laughs> Verity New Clara? 
<laughs> I completely forgot about about that. This yeah, that's okay. That's fine. And then he he's and like the doctor is the next person in line, and he gets his copy signed, and he says that his name is the doctor, and she goes, "Huh, that's the name he used." <gasps> And he says, was she happy in the end? And she says, she was. Were, Were you? you? And then his lip quivers a little and he walks away. Uh, now, I have a problem with this scene. First of all, the problem is that her great-grandma was racist and I don't feel bad. <laughs> I forgot about that. We, the, the one scene that she... Granted, we haven't seen we the episode see the, Human Nature. We haven't seen the part one. But in Family we'll of Blood, the only thing that she does is be racist to Martha. Maybe we'll learn now, in episode one why she's racist. And it'll make it make sense. I just find it kind of cringe <laughs> to have a thing in the show where it's like the best-selling novel based on the episode <laughs> The Family of Blood. I do you know what this is the greatest what, story ever told. Do you know what I was thinking watching this scene uh is what this is like a this is like the rusty era uh taking a victory lap except everyone's sad in it. <laughs> Or it no, is. It is a. It's, it's a tragic self congratulatory victory, victory lap. lap. Well, the, where the doctor's making Yuko face from Nichi Joe the whole time. <laughs> I'd tell people to look up that sketch yep. online, but I'm pretty sure that there's only one upload of it, and it's a really stupid shit post edit. Uh huh. We'll we'll just have to like. I'll just have to uh, put the picture. I'll ship all of our listeners a DVD Blu-ray. I'll put a I'll put a picture of Yuko making the face on our Tumblr so people can. Uh, uh, that used ha- to be my uh, my Twitter icon. <laughs> Doctorha.tumblr.com. Uh, you can, if I remember, you can see the picture of Yuko. Um, okay, so then Donna and Sean get married, and Wilfred leads everyone you know in a hip hip hooray. You know what would have made the scene? I love the hip hip hooray. I love when this scene would have been better. I think you're about to say if there was an expensive camera yeah. effect. <laughs> you fucking read my mind. If there was like a. T- like a like an eight like a mil- matrix, like a camera, matrix effect. camera effect for no reason and it costs so much money and effort to make that's I'm one so- of the few things that i know about sherlock <laughs> i'm so glad you knew what i was about to say there <laughs> um yeah i did love seeing donna and sean's wedding donna with her friends that we don't know anything about but i'm glad that she's got friends there's one there's one character who gets singled out that she's like let's gather up for a picture with me and my friends and is it neris neris i don't remember how she said it uh, I'm gonna assume that that's a character. Her friend Kira Narice from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is is there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Wilfred's horny friend Minnie. Uh, I'm Minnie so the glad she's like, I'm gonna get that fucking bouquet. Um, and then Wilfred, mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck you. Tonight. I'm going to fuck you, silly old man. Um, and then, uh, and then the doctor is there. And Mama Noble and uh, Wilf, and he's making sad face. Wilfred just walks over to him and is like, Naismith and his daughter were both arrested. <laughs> Crime undisclosed. And the doctor's just like, I don't care. Yeah, I, once again, I... I don't think he even responds. I don't remember... Someone tell me if they did anything particularly illegal besides, like, I, unethical experimentation on the human body. I um, think that they had, like, science. like black ops goons who were capturing people in the streets. Okay. I, I, I believe that. They I think capture- that it was his guy who were chasing the doctor with That's machine right. guns they did shoot him at some point you're right um so and then wilfred, wilfred asks says, who the yeah. mysterious crying woman was and, and the doctor answer. doesn't answer and then uh the doctor uh he says here here is a wedding gift um i never carried any money so i popped back in time and i borrowed a quid from a man named jeffrey noble and then uh, mama noble uh, he says, have that on me. And then Mama Noble's like crying. We don't know anything about her husband. Yeah, sure I couldn't tell something. if I was missing context for this because, and I don't, I don't mean to be harsh here to Mama Noble, but if she's crying at the thought that her dead husband was alive in the past, 
I feel like she already knew that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder if there's context there's here. There's gotta about, be context here. Like, the line, have that on me or something. Or maybe she's like, oh, it was so sweet of him. He was always giving money to people in need or something like that. So they take the... Uh, they. I think the Doctor and, and Wilfred salute each other. Old, you old soldier... Yeah, and they take the envelope to Donna, and she opens it, and she's like, oh, who's the cheapskate who gave me a lottery ticket as a wedding present? Well, well hey, yeah. you never know. It's triple rollover this week. Um, I will say, uh, I will say, in the one bit of the new episodes I watched, they did mention a lottery ticket, and I was like, what are they talking about with a lottery ticket? I was like, oh, the, a lottery ticket. Was Donna also a billionaire? <laughs> yeah, Donna was living in a big house. It would be really funny if it turned out that he did, did just, just go back in time to get money to buy her a lottery you never ticket. Know, and he, he says, "It's just like I don't know. I just bought her a lottery ticket. I don't really know." Yeah, but no, she's going to be rich. Uh, Wilfred and Donna's mom look at each other and they're like, "Oh, oh boy. doctor, doctor." This is when this I is, think that's yeah. sweet. I he does like he doesn't usually do stuff like no. This I know he does this for his travel, best friend. This is his best best friend. friend. And then, oh, this is, when, this is when this is when the doctor gets into his TARDIS and Wilfred salutes him and he starts crying. And I just I hate to see this old man cry. I can't do it. And then here's and then this is a this is a weird scene. This is okay. I actually do remember um, when I when this was the first piece of media that made me cry. I think this is when I started crying, which is really funny because okay. the scene is a little bit bonked. Um, but we do get to see, it's, it's, it's New Year's Eve 2005. Um, Jackie and Rose are, uh, walking through the streets as Jackie talks about how she's gonna get fucked and she loves it. Um, by Jimbo. By Jimbo. Her useless boyfriend who failed to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, uh, you know, Jackie walks off and Rose is like, okay, don't be out too late. Uh, my, my crazy mom. And then she sees the doctor. She doesn't know him yet. Um, yes, this is, uh, New Year's 2005. It, it is just becoming 2005. Uh-huh. So she has not yet met the ninth doctor. And he's like, oh, he says, cause he's dying of radiation. And then she's like, oh, you've had too much to drink. And he says, oh, something like that. She says, well, my, you should get home, head and home. Happy New Year. And he says, what year is it? And then she says, oh, man, it's that bad, huh? It's 2005. And he says, you know what? Something tells me you're going to have a great year. And then and she, she leaves. smiles and runs off. And then he falls over and he does say ga which I had to <laughs> note down for our, for our fans, for our listeners. Fans ga But he doesn't say goo. But he does no, say ga um, uh, I was surprised. This isn't a big deal. I, I think the scene is nice as it is. I was surprised that he didn't, like, quietly tell her that he loves her. Yeah. Because that was the thing at the end of Doomsday, was that he didn't have a chance to say it. That's true. Hmm. I don't know. Missed opportunity. Guess Maybe so. that's why this episode didn't make me cry. Uh, she uh, And then I guess when she walks up, she didn't see the Ood standing. We don't know if she could see it. The, <laughs> there is an Ood here. There is an Ood here. The Ood says... Well, this doesn't mean anything to her, because she won't meet the Ood for a while. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, that's a weird guy. Okay, goodbye. Hey, hey, mister, you're looking a little worse for wear. Yeah, you look like some kind of basic slave race, she says. You should swallow that spaghetti, you'll choke. <laughs> and then the Ood is like, it is time, Doctor. The universe shall sing you to sleep. And then they all start singing Oh Holy Night or something. Um, no, it's great. I like to see the Ood. I liked how far they've come. And then we never ever see them ever again, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but you said it. So I mean, yeah, I, mean the, I don't the Ood remember. on their Ood just... planet all hold hands and they like start singing to the Doctor or whatever. 
uh, and your the story, tells him the song uh, might be ending, but your story that this was never this end. was from the prophecy, by the way. Your uh, song is ending. This is foreshadowing, clearly foreshadowing how Moffat is about to take over the show, and Moffat, as we know, was on a single-minded quest for his entire life to make the Doctor unkillable forever. Yeah, it also um, has something to do with River Song, maybe. <laughs> uh, your song might be ending, but the story will never end. Doctor Who forever. <laughs> Stephen Moffat's taking over. We know this. That, the I, Ood says that. <laughs> he says Doctor Who forever. Tune in. Um, man, I can't, uh, the doctor... I keep thinking about the fact that, like, statistically speaking, there's no uh, possibility in which the Doctor didn't, the Tenth Doctor didn't meet River Song. And I think that's weird. I can't imagine them in a scene together. I don't, I don't know. Well, remember. I don't know when she first appears. Remember, he met her. He knew who she was as Matt Smith, and that was like the third episode of the series. Yeah, it's possible that she appears in the episode right after this, but that would be kind of... I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I'm, rule it out. I'm but... River Song. Nice to meet you, new guy. Spoilers! Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, uh, so he starts glowing in his hands and his face, and then he... Uh, Sam, what does he say? What iconic line does he say? He says... No, please. <laughs> Stop. Come oh. on, man. Oh, jeez. What does he say? Say it. Say it. He he says, I don't want to go. It's a beautiful quote that all the Doctor Who fans are very, it's very sad. I did, I actually, I, I, I didn't cry this time, but I was like, I remember. I remember what it felt like. I bet there were so many gifts of this back in the day, like gift sets, and you'd say like. I have seen a gif of if this. If you yeah. are crying, if you're not crying right now, you're a fucking liar, it says. Okay, I don't think I mentioned this at the time. Do you remember when I talked about uh, the Lego Dimensions Doctor Who stuff? Yes, and when you when you turn into, when you switch off of Tenth Doctor, he says, I he don't want to go. He says, I don't want to go. They, they clip the audio. It's, it's an insane so weird. thing for him to say, because it's basically him saying, like, I don't want to die. I like being David Tennant. I like being on Doctor <laughs> Who, he Yeah, says. every time you change characters in a Lego game, they go, no! <laughs> It hurts them. They die, and it's painful. Um, and then he re- uh, his regeneration yeah. is so intense that it that explodes. The, the TARDIS explosion starts like breaking the TARDIS. It's, and... it's actually kind of ruled to watch the TARDIS. Like it's on fire, and like the pillars are breaking apart. It actually looked really good, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it was. Cool. It was a good effect. Uh, also, before he starts exploding, he does start piloting the TARDIS into Earth. Presumably, he knows that it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then he regenerates, uh, blasting, and then he does he does the thing that they always do when they regenerate, where they go ah, face, hands. Eyes. Oh no, I'm ugly now. I don't have a, I don't have uh, Christopher Eccleston's terrible. I'll never ears. be iconic. Oh my! Oh my nose got bad worse. Yeah, I, I have sh- I have his quote written uh-huh. down here, word for word. I still have legs, arms. Hands? Ooh, fingers. Lots of fingers. Ears? Yes. Eyes, too. Nose? I've had worse. Chin? Blimey. Hair? I'm a girl? No, not a girl. Still not ginger. This whole, And did you know, this, Jordan, yeah. that uh, because Stephen Moffat was the incoming showrunner, uh-huh. everything post-regeneration was written by Stephen Moffat? I did. I, I think I did know this, which is so funny. So if you were thinking that that why was, did, why was very, there, why very was true there, to form yeah, for The Eleventh Doctor, uh, that was Stephen Moffat. Why was there a line about him saying, oh my god, I'm a girl? No, no, not me being a girl. Oh, wait, okay, never mind. And also a joke about ginger people? That's, yeah, okay. Um, this one... Uh, I th- that was in Christmas Invasion. No, I know. I'm saying that was a, a carryover joke, but the whole thing about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm a girl. Ah, uh, it's very funny for it to be written by Stephen Moffat, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm crashing, crashing." Oh, Geronimo! Geronimo! 
which I think we've heard of. Is that like a catchphrase of his? I feel like we've heard that. I've definitely heard him say Geronimo before, but I, I thought it was the 10th Doctor who said that, but I guess it's the 11th. Maybe he's like, <laughs> I gotta get a new catchphrase. He's <laughs> playing his world from Sonic 06. And a new era begins! That is the end of Time Part 2. Okay, so I actually think uh, it's kind of funny because because coming back to an episode I do remember very distinctly, um, there are things that I still agree with myself about this episode's a little bit silly. There's the things in it and it doesn't make sense. Um, I do think the victory lap, I definitely didn't like it as much this time. It's so long. It's so long. I really like seeing Sarah Jane because I, like, I like that nostalgia. Throughout the entire episode, I kept mousing over to see how far in I was. And he gets blasted by which radiation. Which is always a good sign. He gets blasted by the when radiation. When he says it's starting, I was like, oh, good. And I mouse left. over and it's like 20 minutes yep. left. Um, I think it was weird that he helped Jack Harkness hook up. Um, that was mm-hmm. a weird context for us. They to couldn't see think him. of anything, anything else for, else him, for him to, to do. do. Jack Harkness is horny. I liked seeing Donna's wedding though. That was that was the part I liked. I don't know why. What yes. uh, Martha and Mickey are up to? That was weird. Uh, I think that those scenes where characters are like talking to each other, specifically Wilfred and the Doctor, is some of the more compelling writing we've seen on Doctor Who in general. Yes, um, I really liked it. Uh, but it averages out to a feature length, nearly feature length. If you com- combine it with part one, this is a feature length Doctor Who movie that is mm-hmm. very strange and confused a lot of the time. Um, but this episode, I am going to give, ooh, it's hard to say. It's an end of an era. I think I'm going to give it, give it a C plus. I think that, that makes me feel better about also giving it a C plus. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm talking about it and the writing was so strong at times that I, I feel so much nostalgia watching this episode. Um, and I love Matt, uh, I love David Tennant. Matt Smith's alright, but I love David Tennant, Doctor. He's so good. Um, and I feel sad to see his era end, but also his era ended on an episode that was just a little bit bonked. Just a little bit bonked. I don't mind an episode being bonked, but I mind an episode, in my opinion, not making sense on a fundamental level. I didn't understand any of the internal logic at all. It was, it's a thing that always bothers me, and I say this as a huge Kingdom Hearts freak. I just don't understand when something is contrived. It's one thing for something to be contrived. It's another for it to be contrived in a way that feels like it doesn't make sense in the world itself. And I don't understand the logic of the drum signal, and I really don't How understand... How did that diamond get there? The diamond getting thrown through a hologram. And then they put it, the diamond in a machine. also, this might sound harsh, this episode was so long. It's really and it long. it felt like it was really heavily the part padded. Where, the part where they're having a Star Wars prequel spaceship fight was like, this didn't need to be in there. Um, the diamond scene felt like uh, uh, Russell had gotten a letter from the BBC that was like, so this is a 75-minute episode, right? And he's like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, yeah, also, I think I think a problem for me was that I was already pretty over it by the time the victory lap started. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't pog a single time. No, the victory the, a lap A lot of the performances was... were really good, except yeah. for the ones that were really bad. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, this, is, this is a real mixed bag. Um, there were things I really And liked. I need to say this. Yeah. Why does the 11th Doctor feel so guilty about both Martha and Donna? What happened? Did he forget? Did that? What did was he, for- he talking about in Let's Kill Hitler when did- he saw them and went, no, no, my guilt. My guilt, you died. I mean, I get why he you feels- You saved them. You saved Martha from getting sniped. Yeah, I, I, I 
like I, I part of me gets why he feels bad for Mar- uh, for for Donna. Like like you know she can't remember their adventures together. She's always sort of at risk of remembering. But she mm-hmm. also we we know now that he's given he's a she's happily married and she seems to be happy with her life. Her no, and he her, gave her a he billion gave her a billion do- he gave her a billion dollars. Why is he like? Don't make me think about my dead companions who are. I really thought. I really. It was. I, I knew Donna didn't die. I really thought Martha died. It was the thing is, it wasn't just that he was like, "Oh, don't show me that." He specifically said that he felt guilty looking at Martha. I mean, it's there has to be a reason that. Do you that know what? Was it was, actually, I should. This is a spoiler, but in prose. Um, there's a story about how Martha becomes the next Hitler, and he's guilty <laughs> oh, no. about the fact that he saved her. Oh, why did I do that? Oh man. Um, yeah, but I there's still a, think there's like, another audio drama called "Let's Kill Martha." Let's kill Martha. The, my overall impression of this episode was positive. Um, yeah, it's just really un- it's really uneven. The scenes yeah. that are good are really good, but I think it was just outweighed by the number of scenes. This episode that is a microcosm of my my impression of the show as a whole, which is a lot of times That's it's, very true. It's it's kind of bad and it doesn't really make any sense, but also there's parts where it's really good and the writing is really good sometimes. Uh Sam, we got to give out some awards. First of all, I'm going to give a very special just a medal of honor. <laughs> A very special <laughs> lifetime achievement. <laughs> to the good old army boy. To Wilfred Mott, my favorite, my favorite character in all of Doctor Who. I love this guy so much. And I give him a cool gun. Um, and a gold star. And, uh, and I'm gonna give him a companion initiative award for, uh, he's saving that guy's life. Just mur- mur- murdering the doctor. Murdering, he killing the doctor. Um, Mickey gets a, no, he doesn't get a medal of Mickey. He's cool now. He fires gun. Okay, let's go through the list for real. Did anyone do any six stunts? No. Yeah, I, uh, I'm giving a gold star to Wilfred Mott, and I'm giving Donna a real gold star that's worth its weight in gold, literally. <laughs> literally. Um, uh, that's a Kid Nation kid reference. Nation. For well, anyone more, who hasn't more listened to Kid, kid Nation, Nation Nation. Yeah, Kid Nation Nation reference to me. Um, let's see. So nobody did any six stunts. Nobody uh, ate shit in a comical way. Um, nobody, uh, did anyone do any cool murder? Nobody did any cool murder. Um, I mean, the doctor had a chance, but he shot a computer instead. <laughs> he can't get the Leela Cross. We've already talked about this. Um, did anybody, is that all of them? There's so many of them. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, no, no, uh, no, no medical license revoked for the doctor. He didn't do any unforgivable <laughs> crimes. Does it reset when he becomes a new doctor? Yeah, he just gets it renewed. <laughs> Um, that's all for All right, rewards. Jordan. It's time for the most important part of our day. Which doctor? Which doctor? Well, it feels bad playing Donna's Gambit again, so I'm gonna say Shooty Gotwood <laughs> because it would be the funniest thing in the fucking world. No. no. It would be the funniest thing in the world if our first encounter with Donna was the new specials. That one doesn't... Yeah, that's true. That one, If I see Tenant come up and I'm like, oh, interesting. Tenet, Wait, what? Tenant, but with a high air date. With a double-digit air date, you know. Huh. Well, what about you? Which doctor? Quadruple digit, you fool. Well, I mean, the, 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 oh, it's like 20, like, for the I know what you mean. Okay. All, um, yeah. hmm. I've been in a Whitaker mood. Has that changed? The Wit and Whitaker of Jody Whitaker? Um, I, I'd be happy, I can't explain this. You want to see Matt Smith, you can say it. Well, here's the thing. I want to see the next episode. <laughs> you want to see, you want to see, you want to see, uh. That's a very specific no, one. Dude, I had the same thought because I also was just like, I want to just let that next episode play because I remember some of it. Um, Has that happened to us at all? No. I think, I think we've had like the episode before. Yeah. Uh, 
no, no, I don't. I don't. The think chances of us getting two in a row are very low. They're very low, and I want it to happen so bad. They're equally All right, the same. Shall I? Okay. Yep. Do it. Oh, it's oh. series seven, episode nine. Hide. This is a Clara era. S- seven. This. Oh, it's the second half of the of series seven. So I think this is Clara era. Oh, this is from the this is from like my, the Doctor Who Lost Years. This is the part where this is from the series that I stopped watching Doctor Who. In. Oh, this is the episode after Cold War. We saw the next time on where they're like in a spooky mansion. Oh yeah, there's like a spooky mansion. It's generally, generally positive, positive reviews, but they always they always they always say that. <laughs> Simply terrific. Okay, I'm always down. I'm always down it's a, for. It's, a it good... looks like it's going to be a frightful episode. Uh, that's uh, I will say. Who wrote, who wrote it? Is this who wrote this one? Is Stephen? Uh, this Neil was Cross. Neil Cross. What is Neil Cross written? Neil Cross. He He's wrote two episodes. The other one is the, the Rings, Rings of Akaten. It's also a Smith episode. But I was asking him on Wikipedia, what is he written? Oh, just in his life? Yeah, because he had a he had a page for. He's written uh, some dramas. He created the show Luther, which I've heard of. Huh. He's written some Doctor Who. All right. I keep seeing that there's episodes of this show written by Neil Gaiman of Doctor Who, and I'm very curious about them. Yeah, I think there's like a River Song episode that he wrote or something. I, I only know that he wrote with Terry Pratchett and that people on Tumblr don't like him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, aside from that, at least we get to see Matt Smith again. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm always... when, when was our last Matt Smith episode? It was the Angels one. Yeah, it was the Angels one. It was not that long ago. It just feels time like a long Angels? time ago because we keep watching long episodes. <laughs> I think that Time of the Angels was was before we watched. It was like three episodes because we watched uh, Time of the uh, we watched Time of the Angels and we watched uh, we watched uh, Love and Monsters and then we watched movie oh, yeah. and then we watched this one. A lot yeah, of big. Yes, we got a, we got like a lot of big stuff out of the way. Capital B big stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the the uh, the roasted veggies on our plate. God damn it! Shut up. To use the metaphor that you like when I use it. Okay, tell us about our Patreon so I can go eat food and go to If work. you like our podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Bros, where $1 a month gets you access to all our bonus content, including... Uh, by the time the, this episode goes up, I believe that you should be able to listen to our episode on the first half of the Fifth Doctor serial, Terminus! Terminus! Where Turlo's at it again. Yeah, Vizsler Turlo in, gets locked up in. once again. What else is new? <laughs> As he deserves. He loves it. Uh, it also gets you a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You get a shout out in the podcast. You can send us a message. They'll read in one of our various funny voices. Listen to Kyle XY to learn what those are because I'm not going to tell you. $10 gets you all that plus an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Me Souza. You get all that, you can listen to the podcast live while we record it, and we will clap for you when we shout you out. So thank you so much to our 5 and $10 subscribers, Cassidy, Faustian Bargain Bin, Helga K, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, and House Me Souza, Destry Hawk, H. Cave, Sauceworks, and Verdigree. We are on co-host at Dr. Ha, I am on co-host at Positive Stress, and you can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light. We have just finished the Kingdom Hearts mobile game, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, and we have just started the Kingdom Hearts mobile game, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. And then we're going to take a little break, uh, and there's a reason for that uh, to do with the release order of the games, but also I've got uh, some other stuff going on. So go ahead and watch the skies, and you'll, you'll see me. Keep your ear to the ground. Listen for those knocks, the four knocks. You're also, we can also, you can also find our Tumblr, drhaunt.tumblr.com, 
feel free to send us asks. We will get to them on the show if you send them. Unless they're so like true. unless they're like really bad. Um, yeah, we get hundreds of asks hundreds a day of on asks our co-host, about, like, and I delete them because they're really hurtful. They're really mean and cruel. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Tumblr at kiwamibreakfast.tumblr.com. And you can find my other podcast, Kamurocho Radio, a Yakuza podcast about the Yakuza game. I'm playing Yakuza. Wow. I'm playing Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth right now, and it's one of the best games uh, uh, in the whole series, if not my... It's yeah, it's, it's uh, named after what happened to Donna at the end of this episode. <laughs> it's, named after it's pretty funny that I've been saying that she's going to get put through a wood chipper, and instead what she gets is a billion pounds. It's <laughs> a billion pounds. He feels guilty because she became a heartless millionaire. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we are uh, on noisepace.xyz where you can listen to other podcasts such as Zero to Zero and LMNOP about elementary. Lots of great other shows. Check out Wow Cool Robot about Gundam. Check out uh, Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary about Chainsawmen. Check out Fear Baiting about Horror. Horror. A lot of great shows on Noisepace. Check them out. Sam, yeah. in honor of our passing friend, the 10th Doctor, may he rest in peace. Until he comes back, can you please say the doctor's prayer? The doctor's Scottish. <laughs> May your life... I just start reading the morning yeah. Scottish. <laughs> That's what this podcast needs. May your life flow like the river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Who is currently fucking. <laughs> and, and may the doctor light your path to dick. <laughs> Excelsior! Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye. <laughs>